Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I want to share with you, this is a weekend, a very traditional weekend uh, for many of us, for even the religious folks. So an evangelist like myself, I like to take advantage because this is, I believe there are three, three days in the year where the church gets filled, where people the most come to church. Number one is this weekend, based on statistics. Number two is Mother's Day. And number three is New Year's Eve. So three events throughout the year where, as an evangelist, I like to take advantage because God has called us to sow the seed of the gospel and win souls for him. So I'm believing that if today you are here, you're not here, I don't, I don't want you to, to sit there like this is just another Good Friday, another service. I want you to open your heart. Enjoy where you're at because the way the world is going nowadays, I, I, I mean, we're all crying out, let that trumpet sound already. <laughs> but before it sounds, we still have an assignment here on this planet. And after Jesus died on the cross, he rose from the dead. He was on earth, met with his disciples. He even told them, stay in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. He gave them some instructions. And he sent them a gift. Because he told them, I'm leaving, but I am sending another comforter. Which is in the Greek, aulos, which means one of the same kind. The comfort, in other words, what he was saying, the comfort that I have been giving you in, this, in these years that I've been on earth, that's not going to stop. Because I'm sending another comforter. And you and I have read in Acts chapter 2. Verses 1 and 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. We are all together in one place today. Verse 2, suddenly. How many, I don't know about you, but I love that word suddenly. Because suddenly, that, that also reminds me when Paul and Silas were in, the, in prison. They prayed and they were singing hymns unto the Lord. And it says that the prisoners heard them. And while they were doing that, they were, you know, they were bleeding because they were beaten. They were in chains. Uh, they were in the inner dungeon of the, of the prison where it's very dark. Even theologians believe that that's where the human waste would fall. So bound, bleeding, in darkness, with that stench, who's going to praise God? Who's going to pray 
But in the midst of that, they believed in this gospel wholeheartedly that they started to pray knowing that God answers prayers. They started to sing because they know that he abides in the midst of our praise. To the point that the prisoners heard him. And there's a verse that says right after that, and suddenly, tell your neighbor, suddenly. How many need a sudden moment right now that, you, that miracle comes suddenly, that blessing comes suddenly, that restoration comes suddenly, that financial blessing comes suddenly. I believe that this is a suddenly moment. And suddenly there came an earthquake and all the doors were open and all the chains were broken. I am one that believes that if you're praying for one door today, maybe you came to God, open this door, open that door. I believe God is going to open all the doors and all the chains will be broken. Verse 2 of Acts 2. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Somebody say with me, a sound. There was a study that was done where they had a piano on one side of the room and they had an acoustic guitar on the other side. The pianist sat at the piano and he played the chord A. When he played the chord A, the A string on the acoustic guitar started to vibrate. And the more he played the, the, that chord A, the more the string, the A string on the, on the, um, on the acoustic guitar would vibrate. And as they were doing their study, they, they said the reason why, they found out, they discovered that the reason why the A string on the acoustic guitar started to vibrate was because the guitar was tuned exactly like the piano. Because, you know, the piano has strings. When the Bible says that there came a sound from heaven, we need to understand something, that when they were in the upper room, there was 500. They started out with 500 in the upper room. But only 120 were filled. 380 had left. Sometimes we're waiting for something. There's a sound coming from heaven. There's something that God is going to do, but we get tired of waiting. And we give up. Bartimaeus, when they tried to shut him up, the Bible says that he continued. In the Greek, it said he was persistent. Persistent. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David. He would not stop. They tried to shut him up, but he would not stop. And I know it's hard sometimes to wait on the Lord. But if, he, if we believe his promises, if we believe what the scripture says, Church, he is not a liar. He is truth. And I believe that there's a sound that when Jesus was on the cross and he rose on the third day and he ascended, he released that sound. 
And the only reason the 120 were filled was because they were tuned with heaven's sound. A way that you and I can become tuned is to come in one accord. Because we just read that they were in one accord. On the notes you'll see the definition for that. It's an official agreement. It simply means that every single believer was in agreement with all the other believers concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ. And were working together to accomplish his will and not their own. In one accord, there's a, there's a Greek word. It's homothymaden. Homo means the same. Thymius means passion. They had the same passion. It was a, it was a, a, a perfect harmony, a consistent harmony. To be in one accord is to be in a consistent harmony or in, as one. The Bible says that God heard one voice. There were many voices, but he only heard, the book of Acts says that he heard one voice. Why? Because they had, they were in the same spirit, in the same faith, in the same belief. How many here believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ can set a man free, can set humanity free? And when we come in that agreement that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus came to save that which was lost, when we come in agreement that Jesus heals, that he does miracles, it wasn't for the past, it's he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus. He had a conversation with Peter and the disciples. Thank you. And many of us have heard this conversation. When Jesus asked them, he says, who do men say that I am? So one said, well, you're a prophet. Some are saying you're a prophet. Some say this. Some say that. It's amazing that people will never come in agreement to who we really are. Because some say, others say. But Peter caught a revelation and says, wait a minute, thou art the Christ. And when Jesus heard... This statement, this phrase from Peter, he understood that he got a glimpse of revelation of who he was. And based on, you know, Peter means stone or little rock. And then Jesus says, upon this rock, upon that statement, I will build my church. Which upon this rock means Petra in the, in the Greek. And a rock is, the Greeks understood that it was composed of many little stones together formed a big rock. And Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church. What better person in 1 Peter 2.5, Peter himself can say, ye are living stones. 
Jesus said, I will build my church, which means the church is on the offensive. This is important, church. And he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We are not stopping. Excuse me. We are not trying to stop hell. Hell is trying to stop us. And we need to have that clear. We Sometimes us Christians, we live on the defensive. No, we are on the offensive. And there are three important things that I want you to consider. And I, I want you to see this on the board today here on the screen. Number one, Jesus is doing the building. Who's doing the building? And hell is trying to do the stopping. Too many of us are singing the wrong song. We're singing backward Christian. Backward Christian soldier instead of saying onward Christian soldier. Number two, Satan wants to bring division. We've been seeing that for centuries. And the reason why he wants to bring division is because he can keep, because if he can keep a stone out of tune, then there will be no unity for Jesus to build. So Jesus is doing the building. And number three, if hell is winning and the church is losing, then it must, then this, it must mean this, that we are not helping Jesus build his church, but building our own church and using his name. Sometimes we do things out of the will of God, out of order, and then we attach the name of Jesus on it. Instead of submitting to the cross, submitting to the resurrection, submitting to what Jesus has established and allowing him to build the church. The question tonight is, are we in tune with heaven's sound? You have to check the strings of your life today and say, are there any strings in my life that are out of tune? And that's why maybe, just maybe, I haven't been filled with the Spirit or I am not led by the Spirit of God. And the reason many people in churches are not filled with the Spirit of God or walk in the Spirit of God is because there are strings that are out of tune. And sometimes why? Just to give you a list of them, impure thoughts, jealousy, guilt, worry, discouragement, having a critical spirit, frustration, ignorance, unbelief, disobedience, loss of love for God and for others. Our prayer life is poor. No desire to study scripture. And the list goes on and on. And everyone, every individual is different. I know where I need tuning in my life. You know where you need tuning. Our relationship with God might be out of tune. Number one, when I, so they could put on the board, sin. But on a day like Pastor Matt was saying, on a day like today, he died on the cross. And I believe that John the Baptist saw that moment beforehand because you remember when John the Baptist was in the river of Jordan, he was baptizing. People were coming in. 
We're baptizing and baptizing. But the moment Jesus touched the waters of that river, I believe that at that moment, John the Baptist had an experience where, like, God took him in the spirit and took him all the way to Golgotha. And there saw our master, our savior, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, on the cross. And that's when he said, behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. If it's sin that has you out of tune, I'm here to tell you Jesus defeated sin on the cross. The Bible says that he took our sin. He took our diseases. He took our pain. And I'm one that believes if he took it for me, I don't have to take it. If he carried it for me, it's because I don't have to carry it. But many of us, we come up to the altar and we pray for you, we pray for you, and we pray and we pray, but we go back to the same thing. Because we have not learned to live beyond the cross. And then it's just almost like a religion to us. I gladly will pray. I pray for thousands and, and I'll be... In a couple of months, it'd be 40 years of ministry, and I've, I've prayed for thousands. Sometimes I, 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 I'll come, like, like at this church, like I'll come every so often. And sometimes you see people, and it's like the same thing. And it's because they, they know how to live. They know how to go to the cross, but they don't know how to go beyond the cross. Deliverance and freedom are two different things. Jesus delivered us. But freedom is living in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking beyond the cross. Freedom, listen, freedom is not easy. It's not. This is, this, is, this, is, this is not even in my notes. Freedom is not an easy thing. Let me give you an example. People of Israel, they were in bondage for 400 years. God used Moses to deliver them. And when he delivered them, he brought them to a place of freedom. When they were in bondage, everything was handed to them. Their mentality, it was a slave mentality. That's why they kept telling him in the desert, what, you brought us out here to die? It was better. I'm going to give you El Flaco version. It was better to be in slavery. It was better to be with Pharaoh. It was better to be with the Egyptians. It was better to keep getting whipped. It was better. It was better. Why? Because their mind was already programmed that way. 
But true freedom, where God wanted to bring them, was to the promised land. In the promised land, they were not going to get things handed to them. No, now they had to till the ground. They had to sow the seed. They had to go get the harvest. They had to now build their own thing. And that's a different type of mentality. And that's why the Holy Spirit was sent for us to walk in freedom. Jesus did his part. He delivered us. The day like, like this, it was to deliver us from sin. But then he said, I am sending another. That's the one that's going to take you and have you walk in freedom. That's why Moses is a type of Jesus who delivered them but couldn't go into the promised land. And Joshua is a type of the Holy Spirit that actually brought them into the promised land. So if it's sin, church, Jesus already took care of that. You are free. Excuse me. You are delivered from sin and are called to walk in freedom. Number two, life storm. The storms of life have maybe caused you to detour. Psalms 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We want to see the power of God. Light, for example. It takes two cables. Really, three. You got the positive and the negative. Right? You can't just put the positive, the light's not going to go on. You can't just put the negative, the light's not going to go on. You need both for the light to come on. Jesus says, in the world you will have afflictions. There will be negative things. You can't avoid the negative things. But he says, but I have overcome the world. I have given you overcoming power. So you have the negative, you have the positive, you have the affliction, and you have the power. But when they come together, you have the ground, which is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> he puts things into perspective. So in other words, we want to experience the power of God with, like, not feeling any pain, not feeling any affliction. No, no, it, does, it doesn't work that way. We're in this world. We're surrounded by sin. We're surrounded by so many diseases. That's all the negative. But we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And when those two collide, the power of God is manifested for his glory. Number three, sickness. We all know the scripture in Isaiah 53, 5. By his stripes ye were healed. The power of God is true. I was in the wrong side of the city of Newark. I don't know if anyone has ever been on the East Coast to Newark, New Jersey. And I was on the wrong side of town. I went to go preach. I mean, when I got there, I was looking around because it's just, I mean, I got out of the car and I was, it was like I got into a scene of Star Wars, you know, that that bar scene where 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 Han Solo's at and, and Luke Skywalker and you know, all these disfigured type of people. That's why I felt I was in that scene. But where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. 
And this young man came into the service. He came in. Some witch doctor had put a curse on him. And he had a chain on. And he came forward. And he was just standing there and there was a struggle. I could sense there was a struggle. There was a fight. But I'm standing there and then he's like, like you know, he's growling. And I'm saying, okay, I know this guy is, is, is bound by the enemy. But I didn't know his background. I didn't know. I'm telling you now because he told me afterwards. Look at how the power of God is. I'm, I, I believe in the power of God. As soon as I laid my hands on him. And cast out that spirit, cast out that curse, the chain that he had on, right? No one touched it. No one pulled him, nothing. It just snapped. I know this is something probably you saw on Netflix, but this is real. <laughs> the power of God is real. The, the, the problem is that we preach in churches faith. And people have believed lies so much throughout the week that when the faith message comes and, and the word of God comes, it's like, it's like, could that be true? And the reason why sometimes people answer that way is because they don't live in the word. And whether you believe me or not, it doesn't change the way I believe. I believe what the word says. I've experienced it. I continue to experience it. I have experienced his power. I continue to experience his power. In the midst of the afflictions, I still see the hand of God. And when that chain broke, he fell down and was delivered and gave his heart to the Lord. There is a sound. church. And I'm about, to, I'm about to finish. The greatest power on this earth is not a nuclear bomb. And that is powerful. Yet we haven't experienced it. We have seen footage. But based on what we've heard, what we've read, we know that it is powerful. There are so many powerful things on this planet. But the greatest power or the most powerful force on this earth. You know what's the most powerful force on this earth? The church. The church, why? Because it's the body of Christ. The body of Christ. And he himself, I repeat, he said, I will build. Thank God that he said it. And not Peter or James or John. Thank God Jesus said, no, I'm going to build this church. And the gates of hell. He didn't say the world. No, he said the gates of hell. That supernatural world, that powerful world won't be able to stop the church. And let me tell you, they've been trying to stop the church for centuries, but the sound keeps coming from heaven. There is a sound coming from heaven, and he's waiting for humanity to respond. 
I'm going to finish. And I want to prophesy this. I wrote this. I want to I prophesy this, and I, 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 if you could put it on the board. I don't know if you're able to fit it all or just go along with me. But in the last days, I, how many believe that we are living in the last days? Before Jesus' return, the glory of God will be manifested. It's not that it has not been manifested. But I'm talking about a whole different other level. There will be an intense presence of the Father's glory and a mighty wave of his power demonstrated through signs and wonders. There will be a strong move of divine revelation. Surges of his power with miracles, signs, and wonders. A daring faith for the impossible. How many can believe for the impossible? Supernatural confrontations with the power of Satan. Heavy anointing and manifestations of God's glory. Let's start tuning our life, church, back to God and respond to heaven's sound. Because there's yet one more sound to be heard. And that's the sound that we're all waiting for. Where Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4 that he shall come with the sound of a trumpet, the trumpet of God. I don't know, you know, there's so many, you know, school of thoughts. You know, Jesus is coming before the tribulation or during the tribulation or after the tribulation. One thing they all have in common is that they know that Jesus is coming. Wherever you stand, all we know is Jesus is coming. And there's that one sound that we're waiting for. But before that sound, we need to respond, respond to the sound that 2,000 years ago, he sent the Holy Spirit. After he did his job to deliver us, he sent the Holy Spirit. Heaven's sound. And we must be tuned to it. So tonight, search your heart. Search the strings in your life. And if there's one that's out of tune... You don't have the strength to tune it, but he does. He has the power. He has the power to take anything that's been torturing you, that's been oppressing. He has the power. And that power is here tonight. That power resides within me. That power resides within you. So right now. As the musicians will help me, I ask that you would bow your heads.